guys, it's Paul from Good Times and Bad Movies here. Before we start the episode, we just want to let you know, if you like what you hear, give us a follow on our YouTube channel or Instagram page at Good Times Bad Movies Podcast. We're always posting little clips and extra things that don't always make it into the episode. You can also download the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. Enjoy the show. I'm the Leprechaun! Cool it, okay. Top of the morning to you, and welcome to Good Times with Bad Movies. I'm Paul Ireland. Joining me as always is my lovely co-host and my ninja, Tim Kiss Me, I'm Irish Morrison. <laughs> How are you, sir? I'm good, Paul. How are you? Really, really excited, Tim. You know, I'm feeling a little Irish today, even though it's October. That's right, it's October, so that means it is the beginning here to spooky season, and we thought we would kick it off this week with 1993's The Leprechaun from Trimark and Lionsgate Pictures. Yeah, this would definitely normally be an Irish movie, maybe more fitting for like St. Patrick's Day or something. But it seems like Leprechaun was primed just to be a horror movie. So we've plucked it out of March and now we're going to use it for October, Halloween, because it's about a killer leprechaun. This is a great movie. I'm really excited that you picked this, actually. I remember, I think it was probably last year after we released our Halloween episodes and you mentioned, you're like, you know, we should really do a leprechaun movie. And I was just kicking myself because I was like, I can't believe I didn't. We didn't think of that to do in a show called Good Times and Bad Movies for Halloween. And this is like, this is a perfect pick. I've been waiting for a whole entire year to sit down and have an excuse to actually watch this again and talk about it now. This this movie is amazing. So maybe um, in case some people haven't heard of this movie or you haven't seen it, maybe I'll give you a quick synopsis up front here. So, I mean, not that you need it because it kind of explains what the movie is in the title, but we'll just, uh, we'll give you one anyways. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of mystery here. <laughs> You're like, is the leprechaun good? Is he bad? I don't know. Um, okay. The leprechaun is about an evil, sadistic leprechaun who goes on a killing rampage in search of his beloved pot of gold. So it's <laughs> 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 exactly what you would expect from a, a horror leprechaun movie, I guess. Just as it should be. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny, actually. So, you know, you, you mentioned um, this is actually a better fit to watch around potentially St. Patrick's Day. Do you know how the this movie like even sort of came about i have no idea well okay so i kind of looked this up actually there wasn't it's, it's hard to find a lot of stuff on the leprechaun movies obviously this, this is like a very niche uh community inside the horror genre i suppose <laughs> this movie was directed by a guy named mark jones and so i found an interview with him and he he mentioned that um he'd been right a writer on some tv shows and stuff and he wanted to make uh, a switch over into and in, into directing movies and he thought what can I do? And just like everybody who makes a really bad horror movie, he thought I could make a low budget horror movie potentially. So he, again, he was, he was like thinking to himself, uh, you know, there's, there's the Friday the 13th, there's Halloween, you know, it was like April fool's day and, and my bloody Valentine lucky charms commercials are, are pretty big right now. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we could make a movie about a leprechaun and we'll just have it come out for St. Patrick's day. It was inspired by lucky from a, from a lucky charms. Yeah, he. I guess he thought, you know, we'll make a sort of a malevolent version of the Lucky Charms uh, leprechaun. <laughs> sure, I suppose, yeah. We're going to see in this movie that just because there is a leprechaun in the movie, and obviously in, you know, in according to the legend, leprechauns are, are fairly short in stature, they sort of equate 
the leprechaun being a leprechaun to also being somewhat of a child. Because as we see in this movie, they're going to put this this leprechaun on basically any sort of children's toy that has <laughs> wheels. And even then, some that don't. Like, I don't want to spoil anything. But I actually went through to him and I made a counter of all of the the toys and vehicles that he rides throughout this movie. So as we go through, I will just I'll just point them out for you. And there was actually quite a few. I was surprised. I thought maybe there was like three, four. No, no, no. There's 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 a lot. It felt like they were actually really reaching for it. <laughs> yeah, it, like it felt like they were making a point. Like they really went out of their way to be like, no, we need more stuff. They were like, we've got a gift certificate for Toys R Us <laughs> worth about a thousand bucks. So we need to spend this up right now. Go just buy everything you can. <laughs> That's where. That's where like 25% of their budget went to was Toys R Us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. So, I mean, I, I really want to get into this. I don't know about you, but maybe I think we should just dive right into this. Yeah, let's get to the end of this rainbow. <laughs> so the very beginning of this movie starts out in what looks to be like a, a little cellar type den, like these stone steps walking down this, this corridor. There is this tiny little leprechaun. There's the name is in the title. You know exactly what you're looking at. There is this, I would say he might be three foot, three feet high. And he looks, he's dressed just like Lucky from the Lucky Charms box. And he has his belt buckle and he's wearing white and green striped socks. And he's kind of waving his arms around as though he's casting a spell and turns the lights down. And then they reappear and he's sitting with a pot of gold, caressing the gold and saying, try as they might, try as they will. They'll never get me gold. And then that if th that fades out and you're like, OK, <laughs> so we've established right off the bat that the leprechaun is all about protecting his gold. Yeah, I guess so. This is this, I would say this is this seems somewhat theatrical. This whole thing here, it's like a play with the start here. Now we're on to another scene, and we see this limousine driving down the road. And it looks like we're in like the backwoods. We'll find out later on. We're actually in North Dakota, and this man named O'Grady is arriving home from a trip in Ireland, I guess. And his wife has been up waiting for him all night, and she meets him outside. And he gets out of the limousine, and he is drunk. <laughs> and he's drunk and really excited but his wife is not happy because he smells of liquor and he's late getting home i guess he was supposedly he was on a trip to bring back his father's ashes so he takes out this glass urn and smashes it and his wife screams because she thinks he's destroying his father's ashes but actually <laughs> inside of this uh, urn is a bag of gold and he's like, where the hell did you get that? And he's like, I stole it from a leprechaun. <laughs> I found his gold and he had to give it to me. Them's the rules. I love when he first rolls up to, he throws out a bottle of Jameson Irish whiskey. So, you know, he's really Irish here. And uh, he, he, he's he got a little sack of gold here, right? It's like, there, there's, there's, there's like quite a few coins in this thing. However, at the start of the movie, we saw the leprechaun had like a giant pot of gold. And to me, it seems like we're led to believe this is all of his gold, but it's this little small bag. I think it's funny that it's the movie starts out with the leprechaun talking about how no one's ever going to get his gold. And then the very next scene, we find out that this guy just stole it from him. <laughs> I never thought about that. <laughs> and you're right. Like we don't, we don't, we, we don't find out the method or anything. And because, because this leprechaun will find out is, 
incredibly protective of his gold. Maybe because we're going to find out too in this movie that the leprechaun loves to shine shoes. Maybe that's how he earns his gold is he shines enough shoes to <laughs> people pay him in gold coins. I don't know. He shined a lot of shoes for all this. Well, this tricky little leprechaun here, he hid in O'Grady's suitcase. And after he leaves Mrs. Grady to go out, presumably to get some more Jamesons, <laughs> Mrs. O'Grady is making some tea. And then she hears a child singing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star from a suitcase in the living room. And as she approaches it, this little girl inside, it's like, please help me. He's trapped me in the suitcase. And <laughs> as she gets close, this tiny little, well, this, oh, I guess she shouldn't say tiny, this two, two and a half foot tall leprechaun just like popped up out of the briefcase and like kind of staggers her towards the, um, the top of the basement steps. And he yells at her, I want me gold. And then she screams and falls backwards down the steps and dies. <laughs> and then he laughs. And a couple minutes later, O'Grady comes home. And just as he walks around the corner going into the kitchen, this leprechaun walks out with a tea set and says, here's you, Mrs. O'Grady's tea. Let's have some tea. <laughs> O'Grady realizes that the leprechaun has killed his wife. He goes downstairs and the leprechaun's hiding behind his wife. Shaking her and make her talk, making her talk <laughs> like a like a ventriloquist dummy. Sort of like Ace Ventura <laughs> when he knocks out the Monopoly guy. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. <laughs> now we finally get a glimpse of this leprechaun's face. I got to say, his makeup and prosthetics are awesome. Pretty good, yeah. He he is one ugly little leprechaun. He is about as scary as you could make a leprechaun be. Mister O'Grady shoots the leprechaun a few times. It seemingly doesn't hurt him. However, he manages to get him into this wooden crate and puts a four-leaf clover on top because that is the kryptonite to a leprechaun. They can't touch four-leaf clovers. So as long as that four-leaf clover is on top of this crate, this leprechaun is stuck. And O'Grady's like, I don't, that's not good enough. So he just starts dumping alcohol and gasoline all over the, the crate to light it on fire. But just as he is about to light the match, he actually he manages to light the match before he can light it on fire. He has a heart attack. I was sort of led to believe that he died. But we'll, we'll get back to that later. I have a fun perspective when I view this movie. I like to look at this movie as a prequel origin story to Rachel from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> because for anyone who's seen the TV show Friends, Rachel is the star in this movie, Leprechaun. And her name is Toby or something like that. But, or Tony, I Tori. think. Doesn't matter. This is Rachel from Friends. And that's how I'm going to be addressing her for the remainder of this episode. <laughs> so this movie came out like one year prior to the debut of Friends. So I'm willing to bet that she started, Jennifer Aniston probably started filming episodes for Friends like right after this movie. Maybe this is just, this is my personal opinion in this. Um, I mean, I, obviously Jennifer Aniston, very beautiful woman. Uh, in this movie, she looks great, but like, I just don't think she's a very good actress in this movie. And I don't see how this, I mean, I don't see how she really got a role in friends. Okay. So she's not a great actress in this movie. However, she's good at being Rachel because her, her character in this movie is complete. And I know it's kind of a silly thing to say because it's the same actor playing these two different parts. However, the way she plays, uh, Tori in this movie is completely indistinguishable from the character from Friends. Yeah, 
I, you know, you now you say that I, you're kind of putting a new lens on this for me. Yeah, I think I, I think. Yeah. So that's why this is a prequel. It's an origin story for Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> We're 20 years later after O'Grady has died. And we see Rachel one year before she's moved to the Big Apple. And she is driving to North Dakota with her father to basically renovate a new house that he's purchased for her. An old, I should say an old house. Yeah, it seems like it seems like her her and her dad are going to live in this place. And so I don't really know how old she's supposed to be in this movie. I'm going to guess she's supposed to be 18, 19. That seems like usually that's the age they, they put these people at in these movies. So Rachel is having none of this house because it's dirty, it's dusty, and there's giant spotters all over the place. And she says, I'm out of here. So she walks outside and... There is another guy who is, I guess, a contractor. He's helped. He's helping do some like property care of this place, and his name's Nathan, and he's this fit, young, attractive fella. And after a few moments of flirting with him, Rachel decides that she is just going to stay because she has the hots for Nathan. That's so, Rachel. <laughs> This guy, Nathan, to me, he kind of seems like he's a low-rent Kevin Bacon from Tremors. Like, that's even how they styled his whole look in this movie. Yeah, yeah, that's very accurate. Like, he's just he's just that guy. He's, he's supposed to be a handyman around here. But it's like every 90s guy where he's just all muscly, and he's like, oh, hey, yeah, how are you? You know? <laughs> and I always I tell this, like, this, the windows are falling off this house. There's, you know, all kinds of crazy spiders, and there's, like, a lot of work that needs to be done here. So where are these other trades? Because all we're going to see in this movie is just a bunch of people. It's 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 two two adults and a kid that apparently have a rusty truck and they paint. That's it. That's all. That's all we're going to see that goes on here as far as renovations. Yeah. So we've already met Nathan. Now we're introduced to Ozzy and Alex. Alex is I don't know. I'd say he's like a twelve year old kid, and <laughs> Ozzy is I don't know. I would guess that he might be a middle-aged adults, young adults, 25-ish, maybe 30. Um, and he he appears to be intellectually challenged, I guess. Like, he, he's his, his behavior is, is that of uh, a younger kid, like maybe 10 years old. He has, a, he has a big imagination, and he's, like, already talking about, like, uh, unicorns and stuff like that. Like, he believes in monsters, and him and uh, this kid, Alex, are very close. Yeah, I'm really actually, I'm kind of confused about this whole, um, their, their relationship between Alex and Ozzy. Are they brothers or is it just his friend? Is Did Alex kind of like take pity on this guy, Ozzy? And, or is it like Nathan's brothers? Or they don't really explain that part thing. And I am kind of confused. Like I wouldn't really, it's always it's always interesting when they do stuff like this in movies. I don't really know how to address them. I guess, yeah, I guess it's hard to address it because we really don't know why. Like it doesn't. A lot of these character traits really don't serve much of a purpose in the movie, besides that that's just their defining trait as a character. I mean, I guess I guess later on in the movie, we're going to see that it actually this this character of Ozzy sort of gets in the way of helping them a little bit. So maybe I think it's supposed to serve. I don't but I don't think they, they thought that that far ahead in the movie. But I think they're just more like this is supposed to be like slapstick comedy. Those two guys are just the comedy people. Fair enough. You know? Yeah. And that's how they can sell it to you, apparently. That's the only way they can sell this to you, is they thought they would just make this guy like that, and he's got a 12-year-old sidekick. So they're all kind of working around outside, and Ozzy accidentally dumps a bucket of paint on his head. So he has to go inside of the house and wash up. And while he's in the house, 
he hears the voice of a little girl coming from down in the basement again, just like Dan O'Grady did many years prior. And he goes downstairs to see what's, what's up with this voice. And he hears the voice of the girl coming from the crate, the wooden box with the four-leaf clover on top. As he goes over and as he's like listening and trying to peer into the box, he accidentally swipes the four-leaf clover off of the crate. As he puts his ear to the box, a <laughs> this burnt, gross-looking hand bursts through this crate and attempts to like grab Ozzy, but he kind of jumps back. And this leprechaun just bursts out of the box and starts making fun of his weight. <laughs> he calls him Tubby. And he says he's really hungry and he eats this cockroach that's just like on his arm. It's disgusting. And he says, mm, I haven't eaten in 20 years. And he tells Ozzy that he wants me gold. Yeah. Ozzy goes, what are you? And he goes, don't you see the buckles on me shoes? I'm a leprechaun. <laughs> this is like, it's really hard to yeah. take the, some of this seriously as like, it's like, this is supposed to be scary because like moments like those, I was just giggling so hard. He starts shining his shoes. He takes out this old dusty rag and he's like, well, we got to give those shoes a shine. <laughs> and he starts shining his shoes up and Ozzy is just completely freaked out and runs upstairs and the leprechaun attempts to use some magic to close the door, but I guess his magic is too weak. So Ozzy gets out and he runs outside and <laughs> when he gets outside, he's raving. He's like, you guys, you guys, there's a leprechaun downstairs. He, he burst out of this box. He ate a bug off his arm and he started shining my shoes. <laughs> and of course, everyone thinks he's crazy, right? You know, I will say. I thought it was a, a very weird fixation to give this guy this trait that he's going to just shine your shoes all the time. I don't know where that came from either. Was that like, do leprechauns do that? Do they, I, I thought they're supposed to be mischievous. Them shining your shoes at nighttime or something when you're sleeping. That just seems like that's that's a nice thing to do. Not really mischievous. I don't know. <laughs> so nobody believes Ozzy that he saw this leprechaun in the basement. And they kind of just go about their business. Uh, Rachel is just kind of flirting with Nathan nonstop. And Ozzy notices a rainbow in broad daylight with no rain going into the woods nearby. So him and Alex decide to go to, you know, they want to go to the end of this rainbow and see if they can find a pot of gold. And they find this old beat up truck. This is this old rusted truck. This is like sitting in the ground with like weeds and stuff growing <laughs> up through it. And they peek into the truck and there's a sub satchel of gold. Sitting on the sitting behind one of the seats, yeah. They, so they're like, "Okay, cool. We got a we got a bag of gold." And but uh, by the way, I don't know why they keep abandoning the pot. You mentioned this earlier. Why isn't it in a pot? Why is it a bag of gold? I don't know. Yeah. So I'm I'm confused about this whole thing too. Like, I think first I'd like to note that you you see the dad once at the start here, okay? And you're not gonna we don't see him again for quite a while in this movie, and. Like, so so I guess my, my question is where is the dad because he's not around for a lot of this movie it's just it's just these people hanging out with his daughter and because I, I feel like he would be pretty annoyed I mean if I, I'd be pretty upset if I hired people to paint my busted up house okay and two of the three guys that I hired are literally chasing rainbows and leprechauns <laughs> and they're just they're just hanging out in a rusty truck talking about what they're going to do with this money. Uh, just like, I, I could believe this. So this brings me to my first clip here. So they're out by the truck and they're talking about how they're going to spend this gold. 
And uh, the little kid, Alex, he he has an idea of how they can spend it. We can get you an operation. For what? To make you smart. See, we can go to the hospital and have them operate and fix your brain. That's a little touching and sweet and cold at the same time. It's all, all, <laughs> all wrapped up in the one. Ozzy's trajectory in this movie is that of the Scarecrow and the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah, that's a, if he only had a brain. Yeah, that's a pretty decent comparison. That's that's at least how they're putting it. I know it's nice this kid Alex is trying to help him out. I guess <laughs> you know in ter- in terms of the of the way a little kid would be thoughtful to somebody that they care about. Sure, I can see that. Yeah, I, I think that's about the nicest thing you can say about that. <laughs> so, so now they decide. You know, that's it. They're going to spend their money on comic books and, and fixing Ozzy's brain. And uh, before they leave the truck, um, Ozzy is biting down on the coin because he's he's heard that that's how you can tell it's real. And I guess he accidentally swallows it, too. Yeah, he eats the whole coin. <laughs> oh, that, what, would you choke on that? I mean, that's like it's a, it's a decent size. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how one would swallow that giant coin and. Just be like, oops, it's gone. Yeah, what, I mean, could you imagine though? You'd be scanning your poop for the next few while to be like, um, a coin like that. You don't need really do a whole lot of scanning, I don't think. That's a five hundred dollar dump. I mean, you want to make sure you catch that. Oh, I think you'll know when it comes out. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I think you're right there. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it. I don't think. I don't think it requires a whole lot of like <laughs> sifting through and making sure it came out a coin that size. You're gonna. <laughs> you're gonna know when that's when that's making the move. So Rachel. And uh, poor man's Kevin Bacon. They're out painting now. And it's funny because like one of these shutters is like basically it's busted right off and it's hanging by like three screws and they're still painting it. They're not even going to fix it. They're just like, well, that's, that's just the artistic design of this place. We can't we can't ruin the integrity, you know, um, but they're, they're they're getting like a little, you know, they're giving each other a little painting lesson here, sort of a la ghost. And Rachel decides to go to the truck <laughs> And get some more paint or whatever. And there's there's a little leprechaun. He's underneath the truck. And he's kind of like just grabbing her leg a little bit, really softly. And she, she for some reason, thinks that it is this guy, Nathan. Just, I guess, for whatever reason, he's crawled under the truck now and he's rubbing her leg. <laughs> she thinks that Nathan got underneath the truck just to, like, caress her leg. God, Rachel, Rachel is so, Rachel is so vain. It's so weird. Like, why, why would you be creeped out by that? This guy you met that you kind of like, you've gotten off to a good start, it sounds like. But she, she's totally enjoying it. Like her facial expressions look like she's like just immediately went into having a massage or something. Yeah, it's so weird, though, because you've known this guy for a couple hours. And even though you're hitting it off, I mean, if someone just started rubbing my leg after a few hours, I would be a little weirded out personally, I think. But she's she's into it. And so this leprechaun scratches her leg and she falls down. Everyone comes running by. And so her dad, her dad's helping her up because he's now showed up out of God knows where he was. And uh, Nathan's there, too. And she says that she thought it was Nathan grabbing her leg. (laughs) And uh, maybe we should maybe we should just uh, explain what she or maybe we should just play a clip here and explain what uh, she says to her dad. Something was was rubbing my leg, like caressing it, and it, it ran off over there. It's probably just an old possum, honey. No, no, Dad, that was not an animal. Okay, I know what it feels like when a man caresses my leg. <laughs> okay, I like that they blame it on a cat. These scratches look like someone took like it looks like Freddy Krueger slashed her leg. Yeah. It's definitely, this is not a cat. At the least, it's like a wolverine. These are like some pretty, pretty big claw marks on her. You said something a little bit ago that I want to touch on. I don't know, not much of a big tangent. But 
you mentioned like a little bit ago, like kind of like they like the movie Ghost. They're like sort of training each other of how to paint. <laughs> like when they were doing pottery. Yeah, or like a sexy version of Karate Kid. <laughs> yeah, what what is it with these early 90s movies where they try to make messy look sexy? I I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Like all these all these these flirt these flirtatious scenes are like in the middle of like messes. You got like dirty overalls and paint on your arms and you know, you got your hands in clay. <laughs> you know, that's a, the nineties were a time for the working man. And we finally got that respect. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's actually really interesting. I've never really thought about that before. I wonder if that's, you know, like the grunge era, people are wearing a lot of flannel. That's I was thinking, yeah, the flannel and plaid and people just didn't care about their, I don't know. I don't know. People didn't care about their appearance as much as like the state of their clothes. People like to get messy after they think it was a cat. They hear a cat meowing from a tree nearby and Rachel's father goes over and sticks his hand in a hole to grab this cat and he gets clawed as well. So he decides to go to the hospital to get a rabies shot. And that's, that's where he is for the remainder of the movie, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. So that's going to bring something up a little bit (laughs) later that I have a giant question about. But okay, just one second. I just, I did, I did, I just noticed one thing. Sorry, the paint, in the, the the truck that these three guys, like the painters, they have a cardboard, a piece of cardboard, taped to the side of their truck that says three guys that paint." Oh yeah, this is a real, this is a real legit looking truck. It's a paint covered rusty truck that doesn't work, and there's just hoses on this thing everywhere. And yeah, we're gonna find out too. Obviously, that this truck doesn't really work at the best of times, so. I mean, they obviously go ahead to establish that, which is a classic horror trope, but so many problems with all of this in a minute here. And it's so weird that they think that this is still a cat that bit this guy's hand, okay? Um, Because, like, this thing took a giant chunk out of his hand. Like, this is, like, major stitches. But (laughs) it doesn't matter. They all decide to pile into the rusty paint truck and drive uh, Rachel's dad to the hospital. And... Again, here we go. This is what I was talking about from the beginning. We're going to start off our Leprechaun vehicle toy counter here. Number one, he runs out now, goes into a barn. And for some reason, this barn is like his bat cave. He's got every vehicle that he needs in this thing. Okay. He goes into the barn and comes out two seconds later on a tricycle. He comes out on a tricycle and, and bikes off. Yeah, he follows them into town. I don't, I don't know why he chooses a tricycle. Why he didn't just didn't like hide on the back of the truck or something. Well, there's there's something else that comes up later, which I've got. I mean, none of this makes sense, but why do they, again, why do they equate a leprechaun to like a, a five or six-year-old? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm just, I'm so confused by all this, but you know, so there you go. Vehicle number one, he's riding a tricycle. <laughs> he's going into town. It must be a long trike ride into town because it is nighttime now. And Ozzy and Alex have gone their own separate way to go to this like little uh, collectibles store, kind of similar to a pawn shop, I guess, and basically to get their gold assessed. So they bring in one coin to show this collector, and he determines that it's worth at least $500, if not more, and it could be uh, priceless, potentially, depending on the history of it. So they're they're pumped about that. They leave one coin with him because he says that he wants to get tested. This guy, this guy looks hilarious, though. This guy is like, he looks like just Elvis let himself go. That's kind of what this man looks like. <laughs> and he's also wearing flannel. Yeah, he has his, uh, 
he has the Steve Urkel look a little bit. His, he has these big red suspenders and his pants are all hauled, hauled up like past his belly button. So he's wandering around his shop here. And then out of nowhere, the tricycle just comes like wheeling in by itself and stops. Like as if somebody just like pushed it in. Pre-jigsaw. Let me just say that oh, too. Yeah, yeah, that is. I'm <laughs> very close to jigsaw. I'm just without the dummy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I guess we're to believe that this leprechaun snuck into this pawn shop, this collectible store, with his tricycle, very, very quietly, and then just like shove the tricycle out into the open for this guy to see. I, I think I think Leprechaun's magical. I mean, he definitely has magic powers, so he could he could make himself invisible or make a tricycle disappear, or reappear somewhere. I feel like he's got at least that. I'm gonna grant this Leprechaun some sort of magical power ideas within this world here. So this collector goes over to his safe, and as soon as he opens the safe, the leprechaun jumps out. He's like, I want me gold, and bites this guy's <laughs> hand. This guy screams and falls to the floor. The leprechaun stands over him and says, you shouldn't take me gold. And he goes, now we're going to play. He, he, he. And he runs off the screen for a second, and he comes back with a pogo stick. He bites this guy in the hand. The guy stumbles back, and he bites him on the leg. So I guess this is how this leprechaun just hurt him. And then, and then you're right. For the, the second vehicle now that this leprechaun is going to use in this in this movie is this pogo stick and he pogos over to this guy and it goes into this slow-mo for a second and i just i love this one part here because it's like this guy is stuck in this corner and he is lamenting basically that he can't he can't get out of the way in time do you want to play with me oh no no <laughs> No, As the leprechaun no. is is hopping towards us in slow motion <laughs> on the pogo stick, he's like no, <laughs> he couldn't just roll out of the way. Like, I, and like the, the physics of this really, like you should be able to just like push him, yeah, push this little leprechaun. I don't even understand how this tawny leprechaun can even like manage to use this pogo stick, <laughs> and on, let alone hopping up and down on somebody. I've never tried to do it before, but I would imagine that like. Hopping up and down on somebody with a pogo stick isn't very easy. No. Oh no. Like I'd be I'd be afraid of that. I gotta I'd be afraid of hurting myself. He would jump once and then slip and fall. That's basically what would happen. It would take a very very long time to kill this guy with the pogo stick, unless you just bludgeoned him with it. I think. Well, well this little leprechaun's having a great time because he's singing knickknack <laughs> paddywhack, give a dog a bone, while he's while he's pogoing this guy to death and <laughs> just having a great time all around. And leprechaun when he's done. He shines the guy's shoes. That's right. He can't leave. He's he's a bloody mess, dead on the floor. But this leprechaun, his priorities here, he's got to shine those shoes. <laughs> and it's like a felt shoe that's got blood covered all over it. And it's, it's not like you could shine this shoe in the first place. So he says, well, I've got that's one gold coin back. Ninety nine more to go. <laughs> Do you think O'Grady only stole 100 coins from him? Because he seemed like he had more in that in that pot that we saw at the beginning. Um... I don't know. I I want to say he. You think he's got like a little uh, a little gold cash somewhere that he just keeps like a hundred uh, like a hundred piece in one place in this place and hundred bag over here. Maybe that's how it works. I don't know. I want to say that he just has he's the leprechaun always has exactly one hundred coins. Only a hundred coins though. Only a hundred. Only one hundred coins on him at all times, unless of course somebody steals them. You know, if they were like bitcoins, that, that's that's big money, hundred bitcoins. Because I don't get the impression that I don't get the impression that the leprechaun is collecting gold as much as he's just preserving the gold that he has for what we don't know. <laughs> so again, 
I mean, we just started this counter as far as the vehicles. And it's like, once this movie gets going, they just throw a lot of stuff at you really quickly here now. And probably about the span of five, 10 minutes of actual on-screen time here. The leprechaun has driven a tricycle. Then he got on a polo stick and murdered somebody. Now he looks over across from this dead pawnbroker and he sees, which is to me looks like a, a prototype Power Wheels Jeep kind of thing. It's like a plastic car with like a probably a 12 volt battery and a bunch of stuffed animals in it. And he looks at that and he looks at his tricycle and he goes, all right, here we go. So now, like I said, in the span of about five, 10 minutes, this leprechaun is now on a little plastic go-kart and he's driving down the street. Oh, he's he's cruising. Yeah, you would think like, again, in real life, I guess this is, he's supposed to be magic. I mean, he is magical. So maybe the magic makes his car go fast or something, but he is like, He's moving a good clip in this. I guess that's what we're supposed to believe because it's only, it's all, like I said, it's probably only a 12 volt battery in this thing. So there's no way in hell this thing is doing what, what he is doing right now. It's burning down the road. Yeah. And I love this scene. So, so this leprechaun is cruising down the road and there's this cop in his car eating a donut. And he kind of just has like a look of awe or shock on his face where he's just sort of trying to comprehend what he's seeing. This basically this <laughs> leprechaun in a go-kart just cruising past him down the road so he turns on the lights and he pulls the leprechaun over yeah this is one of those moments where they just really leaned into what this is right like being a completely goofy movie because if again this leprechaun they they keep making him seem like he's mentally six to ten years old even though this leprechaun is probably hundreds of years old because in the back of his of his little plastic little power wheels cheap car he's got He's got what appears to be a stuffed animal, like a big teddy bear. And he's got like a blow up. I think it's like a dinosaur or something. And and I think he's got the pogo stick and like a plastic <laughs> little, uh, it looks like the little plastic cash, cash registers that you used to have when, a ki- when you were a kid and you used to pretend to play store. He's got like one of those things going on in the back here too. None of this. Like, why did we need any of this stuff? This movie this is already a leprechaun driving this Power Wheels Jeep. He doesn't, we don't need anything more goofy. Yeah, so this cop thinks that the leprechaun's a little kid dressed up, right? And <laughs> he gets really, he kind of like, he kind of leans in close, like face to face with the leprechaun. And he's like, get out of the car and take that mask off. And the leprechaun just basically claws his face. He just like grabs his whole face with his hand and just like kind of scratches his eyes and stuff. And I think he steals the cop's gun while he's clawing his face. Yeah, no, he grabs his, he grabs his gun and he just kind of like throws it away. And he just starts chasing this guy down the road, basically. Well, he chases him into the woods. Like, the cop runs away from the leprechaun into the woods. I would have got back in the car and drove off. But this guy decides to run in the woods. (laughs) Knowing that this leprechaun chasing him has his handgun. (laughs) And, I mean, honestly, when you see the leprechaun run, it does not look like he is very fleet of foot. He's just kind of wobbling across this place. I mean, it's and it's it's probably hard to run with this all this makeup on and and having these platform shoes on. So <laughs> I can't imagine Imagine a penguin running at full speed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't really know why this guy is so afraid of him cuz I mean, it, it doesn't really look that intimidating. Y- y- you would think you would just have to leave the leprechaun alone and that's it. And why would you even think this is a kid? This guy was burning down the road in a little plastic car. This thing is plastic wheels. He is two and a half feet tall, so I mean, and he looks like a leprechaun. I would assume it's probably a kid. <laughs> Why? What, what do you? What do you think the car was though? How is this car going so fast? Yeah, I know. I don't know. I don't. I guess maybe 
He's a really smart kid. I don't know. This whole thing doesn't make sense, I suppose, either. <laughs> so this leprechaun is basically just being a little mischievous, juvenile kid chasing this cop through the woods, like hiding behind trees and kind of catcalling him from around the corner and stuff, sort of, sort of trying to trick him. And the cop sits down at a tree trying to, I guess, catch his breath. And the leprechaun just like, I don't know, he's like hanging the branches above him. He just like drops down on his neck. So this leprechaun now is sitting on top of the cop. The <laughs> cop and him are struggling and the leprechaun breaks the cop's neck. Yeah, he just snaps his neck. That's it. That is how this leprechaun kills him. Yeah. And then the leprechaun is kind of all giddy about it sitting on this guy's head. And he starts like playing with his head, like batting his head back and forth. And being like, oh, this was a lot of fun. <laughs> and then that's that's the end of that. The cop is dead. So here's another weird scene in this movie that we did not really need. I, I, I guess this is supposed to be funny. This is supposed to be part of the humor in this movie. So this leprechaun now, he's just back at the, the house where the O'Grady's lived and, and Jennifer Aniston's painting and stuff. And he's going through the kitchen now for... For some reason, I think he's looking for his gold or something. I think that's what we're supposed to be believing. And he stops and he eats a bunch of Lucky Charms. He just eats Lucky Charms in this movie. They just go out and they just tell you, like, this is what he is. Yeah, <laughs> there's no subtlety with their with their jokes. It's very, very much in your face. Yeah, they are just fully, at this point, we are fully leaning into this. You came to see Leprechaun movie? Well, you're going to see him eat Lucky Charms. <laughs> I guess, you know, too, in like in a in a world where you, you you this is the first time someone's made a Leprechaun movie, I think you want to hit all those beats. You're like, no one's going to ever let me make this again. So we might as well just be silly with this. And so this Leprechaun is going through the house now and he pulls out a bunch of shoes. Okay, he, he finds every pair of shoes and boot in this house and just stops his search and starts shining shoes in this movie yeah he ha he he has severe adhd when it comes to uh encountering shoes in this movie <laughs> so yeah he's taking all these shoes out and piling them on the table and now he's cleaning them all up and he but he seems like he shines a shoe for like three seconds and throws it and then he starts shining another shoe so this this is crazy adhd he's not doing a very good job of cleaning any of these shoes no no he's gently he's gently dusting them is basically what it seems like it's a, it's a quick dust in the shoe that's it that's all you get yeah, the group gets back. Rachel, Ozzy, Alex, little kid, and her uh, her flavor of the week, Nathan. They're all back <laughs> here at the house now. And we see... <laughs> they can see that their house has been completely ransacked. And keep in mind that only Ozzy still has seen the leprechaun at this point. Nobody else believes that this leprechaun is like, not even aware that anything's happening. And Ozzy and Alex haven't told anyone about the uh, bag of gold that they found. So they're all coming back and they can just see that their house has been ransacked. And they're like, what the hell? And all of their shoes are piled on the <laughs> table. And they're like, okay, <laughs> what the heck is going on here now? Yeah. And, and they think it's a bear for some reason. A bear just came in and shined their shoes. Yeah. They think a bear, yeah. They think <laughs> a bear came in and ate all their lucky charms and <laughs> piled all their shoes on the table. Except, well, I mean, Ozzy's the only one who's like, it's a leprechaun. And they're just like, this is too. This is too weird. That's not true. It's apparently more plausible that a bear came by and shined the shoes. I don't, I mean, not, none of it really makes sense. Enough with the leprechauns. It's <laughs> obviously a bear. So some, this, this whole thing confused me now. Okay. So again, the dad just got bit on the hand, which was like, you know, severe, fairly severe bite. Um, But it's, it somehow requires him to stay overnight in this hospital. It seems like because they just left him and he doesn't really show up for this entire movie now. Like you just don't see this dad anymore. Okay. So he's gone. 
And for some reason, like Kevin Bacon and his misfit brothers are just going to stay over at this house now too, for some reason. They're just like, okay, well, we'll just, we'll sleep, we'll sleep here. We're just going to set up now. Like, where do you guys live? Don't you have a hotel or a house or something? Like, was that part of the contract that they were just going to crash in her house? I think it's basically just because Rachel has the hots for Nathan. As long as he's a contracted painter, then she's going to, she's going (laughs) to keep him around. He can sleep at, he can sleep at the house and bring his funny little friends with him. (laughs) I guess so. I, I, I was just, I was just confused as to like why this required them to stay over the night. They don't really explain any of that again, other than just for plot convenience in this movie. So Nathan goes outside with his flashlight because he heard a noise. And while he's kind of creeping around the yard, searching for what what made the noise, he steps in a bear trap. It seems as though this leprechaun has left a bear <laughs> trap out to, to catch one of these catch one of these dummies. <laughs> and it worked. This is like, by the way, this piece of property, this is North Dakota. It looks like a desert area. Okay? Like it should be really easy to avoid stepping in a bear trap. When there's like no <laughs> shrubbery or trees or anything around at all, but this guy steps in steps in a bear trap, <laughs> and this <laughs> this leprechaun just reveals himself. He's like, "Ha ha ha! I gotcha." Let's play this real quick here, because uh, this is just hilarious. Because he comes out of nowhere, just skipping in gleefully, and he gives us a little rhyme. Because I mean, it's it's a leprechaun, and it wouldn't be complete if he didn't speak in limericks. I like that. He's like, he's like dancing. He's like dancing around him, right? Giddy. <laughs> I love this because he's got like, if you look at this guy, he's got on one of those little uh, play school stethoscopes around his neck here. They gave him like a little toy <laughs> uh, doctor set to play with. And he's got a hat. He's got a hatchet too. And he's like jumping and skipping around him very gleefully. And he's just like, let's play surgeon here. And he's kind of half-assed <laughs> trying to whack at this guy's leg. The whole scene is hilarious as he's trying to battle with this leprechaun. This is amazing. So the leprechaun runs off for a moment. And then the other group come out to try and save Nathan. And the leprechaun just jumps back in and like... As they're going to help Nathan, the leprechaun runs over and just, like, bites this guy's leg. (laughs) Yeah, and they all start, like, gang-beating him. They're all kind of, like, trying to punch and slap and kick him a little bit here. And he... he, And and Alex hits him with a rock, and, you know, they're hitting him with the flashlight here. And and then uh, Rachel comes out, and she hits him with a a stick. And he kind of runs away again here. And um, so so they said Ozzy to go inside and call the police quickly while they're trying to deal with the leprechaun and fend him off. And if there was one thing that you didn't really ever want to 100% say to the police as to why you needed them, this might be a good reason here. So we'll just play you Ozzy's phone call. Help, help, it's happening. <laughs> the attack is on O'Grady Farm. Uh, send help. The, the leprechaun is attacking. Army, Navy, guns, Marines. Yeah, So and, you, and then we see the cops on the other line just like laughing to themselves and hang up. It's happening. It's happening. The leprechauns are coming. The leprechauns are attacking. This is like, it's kind of somewhere between like an earnest movie and the Goonies when Chunk is is trying to call for help. And they're like, yeah, like, remember the time, you know, you said that whatever Michael Jackson was an alien or like there was a bunch of weird stuff. They're like, we're not believing you, Lawrence. We don't think so. It's kind of like one of those moments in this. I think that's what makes that part just so hilarious. So Alex runs inside. He grabs it. He grabs a shotgun. And uh, in the meantime, you know, again, the leprechaun runs away 
and Rachel is able to get Nathan out of this bear trap. And it seems like this leprechaun again shows up and he's in a bush and Nathan just like unloads on this bush like five, six times. And he just, they don't look to investigate whether or not they actually got the leprechaun. They just assume he's dead. And they're like, all right, that's it. So let's just go hang out inside now. Yeah, and they get a, they get to fix that giant wound on his leg too from the bear trap. Yeah, you would think at this point you would just put him in the in the truck and drive him to the hospital, and you guys would just leave. But they're they're for some reason they're like, let's go inside, let's put our own dressing on his wound, and then we'll drive him to the hospital. Like, why are you just wasting the time? It's not like he's bleeding out at this point. If he was bleeding out, I could see I could see that right. But so they go back outside to get in the truck to go finally go to the hospital, which they should have just done anyways, and. The leprechaun like breaks through the windshield because they can't get this stupid truck to start. It never works. So this leprechaun like breaks through the windshield and is trying to like claw at Ozzy. And and Rachel pushes in the lighter, like the uh, the cigarette lighter in the car and just jams it <laughs> into the uh, <laughs> leprechaun's nose. So he screams and he's burnt. Right. But and not before, though, he does manage it to uh, bite. Uh, Ozzy's ear. He bites a whole section of his ear off. <laughs> yeah, he Mike Tyson him. <laughs> you know, I thought was so ridiculous about this whole thing too is they are just reliant on this old paint covered truck to get out of there. That's their big thing. They're just, it's not starting. So they send again this little kid out to go start the truck. Not the adult. He doesn't go out and start the truck. The little kid, they send him out as a sacrifice. He's going to go start this truck. And I thought this was so frustrating because in the same shot where they run out of the house, they literally pan past Rachel's brand new Jeep that is just sitting there, not paint covered, not rusty. It actually, you know, the the ignition turns over on the first try. They're in an emergency situation. Why are you not driving the Jeep? Why are you driving this beat up old truck? But it doesn't matter because... She, she burns him with the cigarette lighter. That apparently works. Nothing else in the car works, but the cigarette lighter in this car works. And the leprechaun does a tactical retreat. Yeah. It's at this point where this movie goes into full Looney Tunes mode. Yes. We are just going to, well, I mean, because there's only, there's only 30 minutes left in this movie. So we really need to just bring you as much zany action as we can. And that's what it seems like is happening here. So, so if you were if you were wondering how many vehicles are we on right now, Paul, let me tell you, this is now the fourth time we are going to see the leprechaun ride some sort of uh, little toy or or vehicle. OK, because, again, he comes there. You hear a bunch of clanking and, and welding going on in this thing in a matter of like a minute. And he comes out of this barn with a, a go kart that he has somehow made inside of this barn in three seconds. Yeah, you can hear him going in there. You can hear him like using tools and like a welding machine and stuff. And he bursts out with this go. It's like, yeah, it's like a go kart with like a pitchfork and stuff attached to it now. <laughs> yeah, and it slowly, slowly like glides toward this truck and is enough to just flip it over like two or three times. Yeah, oh yeah, this this truck cuts a few rolls with all four people inside and nobody's hurt. Fortunately, the, the truck lands upright on all four wheels. And they somehow sneak out of the truck before Leprechaun can get to it. And they, they're they like hiding behind a log. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I don't understand how any of that happened. Like none of them are scratched or anything. I don't know. Yeah, that's a very good question. You think like they would just be like, we got rocked here. Did they all jump out of the vehicle like two seconds before 
Um, the leprechaun hit it? I don't understand that. So they all make a run for it to get back into the house. And the leprechaun's chasing him. And he, just as they're closing the door, they slam the door on his hand and actually sever his hand at the wrist. But his hand is able to still come alive like um, like Thing from the Adams family. Like his hand is just moving by itself and unlocks the door from the inside and he just reattaches his hand. Yeah, they've gone like full Evil Dead in this movie. They sold this camera shot where it's like it's chasing the kids across the field now and like poor man's Kevin Bacon falls down and the camera is like chasing. It's right up on him. It's that same sort of handheld kind of feel to it. And that's a, that's a Sam Raimi shot. Like that was in a lot of the Spider-Man movies and stuff too. Yeah, and then even the hand sort of animates itself and goes up just like in the third one. So it's, they're just stealing. I feel like they borrowed a lot of tropes from other movies. And, you know, I mean, hats off to them. They got this movie made. So uh, there you go. So they all run inside. And Jennifer Aniston gets on the phone and at about five minutes earlier, the phone didn't work for reasons that they just don't explain. Okay, the, the phone worked when Ozzy called and said there was a leprechaun on the line. And then Rachel tried to call and she couldn't call. And now all of a sudden now the phone just works. So anyways, the phone works now and she calls the police and says, you need to bring somebody up here because we're being attacked and there's something going on up here. So they, they, they radio into a sheriff around there and they hear him on the other line. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll check on it. No problem. Come to find out is actually just a leprechaun sitting beside the dead cop there. And he's just imitating his voice. So obviously no one's coming up right now. In the meantime, the the kids, they sit down. They're like, well, how do we get this leprechaun to leave us alone? And Alex says, hey, you know, there's a bunch of gold coins in the well in that bucket. They're all sitting there. So if we just give him the coins, maybe he'll just leave us alone. So Rachel goes out to the well with a shotgun and she's all nervous and she she starts pulling up the up the bucket and sure enough there's the gold coins and as soon as they come to the top the leprechaun appears again and he steals the coins and he's like ah it looks like me coins and he runs away again and uh it looks like they're all good except he he's counting the coins and the the leprechaun realizes that he's one coin short so he shows up back at the house now <laughs> and again He's just attacking them. Like, I, 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 they've bought all this time. They could have easily jumped in the Jeep and left or started that rusty truck. Yes, they could. They could have. They could have left. Why were, Why are they hanging around the house still? This guy's leg was just caught in a bear trap. Ozzy just had his ear bitten off. Like, why, why wouldn't they go to the hospital? What is with people in horror movies and being committed to just staying in the house longer than they should? You need to get the hell out of there. Stop it. And she just moved in like today. It's not like there's like a whole lot of sentimental attachment to her like staying in this house. She doesn't even have anything there. Yeah, she wanted to get the hell out of there at the start of this movie anyways. I don't know why they didn't leave. Um, but it doesn't matter uh, because, again, the leprechaun's coming around and it's attacking them and he's disappearing and reappearing through cupboards and doing all kinds of weird little magic tricks, I guess. And they're chasing him around. Yeah, he burns, he burns his hand on a stove so much that they need to use a spatula to pry. He uses a spatula himself to pry his hand off of the stove. It's just so <laughs> foolish. Yeah. And then he's like popping out of cupboards and stuff. Like, like I said, like Looney Tunes, like, oh, I'm over here. He, 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 like whack-a-mole. Yeah, pretty much. And then at one point he slides down the chimney like Santa Claus. And I think he even says, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> and, and they, uh, this is where this poor man's Kevin Bacon, he shoots him with a shotgun. And so now he's laying on the ground here and Ozzy goes, do you guys think we got him? And again, we need to just play you. Another clip here. This made me laugh so hard. Okay, so Leprechaun is on the floor. Ozzy is not sure as to whether or not he's dead. Now attacks me, lad. 
Diddly diddly dee. He's such a mischievous little little leprechaun. Like he gets more and more. He gets sillier as the movie progresses. Do you think that there was just something that was scripted, or is was Warwick Davis just coming up with this stuff off the top of his head? I want to say that Warwick Davis probably came up with a lot of that. Like act like a leprechaun. <laughs> I thought that was genius. That was hilarious. Yeah, it is. It's it's hilarious as he's running away and saying that <laughs> at, at his at his cute little speed. Again, gotta give you number five here on the the list of vehicles that this little leprechaun rides around on in this movie. So they're looking for the leprechaun because he's disappeared in this house now, and they're walking around with the shotgun, just shooting out whatever pops out of corners here. And they're at one they're at one end of the hallway here, looking down, and the leprechaun just starts going back and forth now on a skateboard, like from room to room on a skateboard across this hallway. And they're trying to take pot shots at him as he's, as he's driving by. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's just taunting him going back and forth. I don't know why they don't chase him down the hallway. Every single time he passes through, they like, he drives by and they don't get him. And then he, he goes by the opposite way of the hall, just taunting them, but they don't do anything. <laughs> they were really committed to just putting him on little toys and vehicles in this movie. They're like, no, it's not enough. It's not enough. We need more. Can we buy, can we get more toys for you to drive on? It's like, it's like the director of this there. He was just buying stuff for his kid to give him for birthday presents and Christmas. And then this was the way he could do it. Yeah. And we're not done yet. No, there's still more. We're not done yet because they decide that they're going to go see old man Grady, whom the old man that we thought died at the very beginning. He's actually living in a, uh, a senior's home. They're going to go and pay him a visit to see if he can give them any tips on how to defeat this leprechaun. So they devise a plan to distract the leprechaun just so they can have enough time to get to the Jeep, the new Jeep that they should have been driving this whole entire movie. So they gather up all their shoes in the house and put them in a box and they slowly walk outside, creeping towards the Jeep until they see the leprechaun. And then they throw all the shoes all over the ground. So the leprechaun with his OCD with having to keep the shoes shiny decides to abandon his quest for the gold at this point to start cleaning all the shoes. And they, they so they run to their Jeep and take off. But that is a pretty funny scene where this leprechaun is just like, he's just so annoyed and frustrated, like all these dirty shoes. And he's like, oh, oh my gosh. And turns around and scrubs this one and throws on the ground, picks up another one and starts shining it. Think about that. This is an actual plot point in this movie that they were like, we're going to distract this leprechaun by throwing shoes and he's going to run around and shine them. Somebody wrote that and they directed it and they filmed it and they greenlit it and they put that in this movie. Like, mind-blowing. This this is kind of what I was alluding to earlier as to why I was confused about the tricycle and why he drove us into town because apparently this leprechaun can just teleport places now because... <laughs> As as uh, Rachel is driving down the road in her Jeep, again, the Jeep they should have driven the first time. By the way, she's driving by herself. The man whose leg got caught in a bear trap and Ozzy, who just had his ear bitten off, they stayed back at the house. And a 12-year-old kid. That's right. Nobody is going with her. But Rachel, the only one who, the only one who really hasn't been hurt at all is driving into town by herself. Yeah, the only one that matters in this movie, apparently. So she shows, she's driving down the road, just disregarded everybody else's welfare. And this leprechaun shows up. He, he literally teleports behind her. Okay. Again, this is what I'm talking about. The commitment to this joke. 
This is the sixth time now, okay? The sixth time now we're going to see the leprechaun on some sort of vehicle or toy because he literally shows up behind her. He just appears out of nowhere with roller skates on his feet. This man is roller skating behind this, this truck. Yeah, holding on to the truck. You think you would think, right, if you had the powers to teleport yourself, you would just teleport yourself into the vehicle that you're chasing. Why would you teleport yourself just close enough to hold on the back of the truck while you're wearing a pair of roller skates to try and keep up? And, not, and it's like he can't even skate, too, because she like does a turn and he just lets go and he starts sailing the other way now, too. Yeah, he goes through a fence. <laughs> like, what's the point? Why would you just why would you just teleport yourself into the vehicle? Right. This this little guy has time to just goof around and, and just put roller skates on and hang out. But how did he even think about roller skates that he was going to he was going to appear with roller skates on again? Like I really they really made this character like a 12 year old. There's no why. Why did you do that? They just want an excuse for him to wear roller skates. They're like, we need him to wear these in the movie. Can you can you figure out how? How we can write this into the movie so this leprechaun can wear some roller skates. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, I mean, the more we watch this and talk about this, I'm really starting to think that the, a legitimate part of their budget was based around uh, buying stuff at Toys R Us. For, for sure. <laughs> I think that they just took Warwick Davis to <laughs> Toys R Us and they're like, hey, Warwick, like what things fit you here? Like, can, you, <laughs> can you drive this? You can drive this trike. You can wear these roller skates, right? And he's like, yeah, sure. Right. That's It's incredible that they're just doing this. Because... It does feel like they just made up a lot of this stuff as they went. Like, hey, we still got these, we still got this pogo stick over here. <laughs> Can we do something with that? <laughs> Could he kill somebody with a pogo stick? Yeah, like I, I got my, I got uh, like rollerblades at the house. You think we could just strap them on those and we'll just drag them behind a jeep for a scene? That'd be really cool. Yeah. So Rachel arrives at the seniors' home to see old man Grady. She just walks in the front door, and I don't know, it's like one o'clock in the morning or something, and there's a policeman, a guard, security guard that's just like asleep at the desk, so she just takes the files from him and finds out where O'Grady's room is, and then she goes to see O'Grady. Rachel walks in, and there is, first of all, she, she sees a shadow of something that looks like a leprechaun on the hallway. They kind of fake you out here. She, she walks around the corner, and she realizes it's just like a hat rack and like uh, a, a scarf, and that's what's supposed to be this thing. And uh, she goes to O'Grady's room and there is, I guess, O'Grady sitting in this, in this chair, in this wheelchair. And he's facing out towards the window and he's talking to her and he slowly turns around and we find out it's just the leprechaun in the wheelchair. He is sitting in this wheelchair with a blanket on. Okay. You know what? You don't need hindsight to figure out that that was not O'Grady sitting in the wheelchair. Like it's, it's, it's clearly a person that's like two and a half feet tall with long scraggly hair sitting in a wheelchair back to you can't even see the feet that are supposed to be sitting on the little wheelchair either no and the wheelchair is is quite small <laughs> like that's not going to fit uh you know your average size elderly adult so what what is this now vehicle count number seven this is the seventh little vehicle or toy we've seen this man in so now he chases rachel through the halls of this senior's home on a wheelchair <laughs> and it's like, it's so obvious that she's running like way faster than what he's going, but they make it look like it's really epic. And I don't know why that's the, the, the style of filming completely changes for this part of the movie where it's like you're seeing the camera rotate like, like 90 degrees. And it's like almost like you're watching it, like laying down on your side or something. It's, it's actually kind of disorienting, like kind of give me uh, motion sickness a little bit watching that. 
So she runs into an elevator and manages to close the door before the leprechaun can get there. We hear the sound of like tires screeching. So I guess we're led to believe that the leprechaun just like slammed on his brakes and ran into the elevator door. So out of nowhere, as she's trying to press the buttons to close the elevator and get out of here, this beaten up, bloodied body bursts through the ceiling of this elevator, <laughs> this elevator room. And he's just hanging there dangling. And it's actually O'Grady. He's hanging there upside down beside Rachel. Yeah, somehow this guy is still alive. The leprechaun didn't really murder him. I guess somehow he just stuffed him in the top of the elevator. As if that was supposed to make sense. So he got there before Rachel somehow. Because the last time we saw the leprechaun, he went flying through a fence <laughs> because he couldn't control his roller skates. But he still managed to get to this place before Rachel could get there. And in, in that short amount of time before she arrived, he went and beat up old man Grady. I don't know why he just didn't kill him. But anyways, he just beat him up. And then, yeah, climbed into the exterior of the elevator carts and like actually like above the elevator in the shaft and rigged this body to hang upside down in the elevator and left him alive. So, yeah, I, I, I don't understand that. And <laughs> Rachel says, we need to get you down from here. And here's what old man Grady says to her. Oh, it's too, too late for that now. But you have to, you have to kill it. <laughs> I like that. He's like, nope, it's too late for that now. He's like hanging here upside down in a facility <laughs> that offers health care for everyone in his age. <laughs> And he's like, no, no, there's no time for that. You need to, you need, you need to leave me hang here in this elevator shaft upside down. <laughs> it's like the one place that they literally would have an ambulance on standby, like 24 hours a day, right? And they're, he's like, no, it's over for me. He sounds like an old, I mean, he sounds like an old drunk guy. He's like, ah, leprechaun got me. But <laughs> he, 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 uh, this this uh, surly old Irish gentleman. He tells Rachel that you know you've got to go back to this old rusty house. Somehow he knows exactly that she knows that the leprechaun is real and is chasing her. Right? Like she doesn't. It's not like she's like her. It's she's a nurse there, and it's her first time there, and she's just trying to use the elevator. And this guy falls through. Yeah, that's true. They they've never met before. Yeah, they never established any of that. Somehow he just magically knows <laughs> she is at his his old house now. And he's like, you got to kill the leprechaun. <laughs> Can you imagine that? So the leprechaun puts him in the elevator shaft, hang upside down. And the first person that comes into the elevator room, he's like, <laughs> you got to kill the leprechaun. <laughs> Don't worry about me. <laughs> you just got to get the leprechaun. Yeah, this old drunk guy, like, the leprechaun put me here. Help. And I'd be like, what <laughs> happened to you, dude? Looks like you got to get the four leaf clover. <laughs> Leave me alone. Just go get the four leaf clover. Yeah, like, let's get... Let's get you down, sir, and let's put you in a padded room. Like, you need help. You're okay. It's all right, bud. Can you imagine that if you were the nurse and you just hit the button and this guy falls out of the ceiling and blames a leprechaun? You would be you would be the biggest shock to your system ever. I think you'd be like, what the hell is going on? It doesn't matter because she believes him now. So she just kind of leaves him hanging from the ceiling and jumps back in her car and just drives back to the old Grady place. Now she kind of goes and she starts to look for a four-leaf clover. And again, somehow... This leprechaun just teleports back and starts chasing her around again. Yeah, they waste a lot of time here for the next, like, five minutes. So he chases Rachel into the woods, and she finds the cop car that um, you know, the leprechaun was hiding in earlier where he killed the cop, and then chases her back to the house. 
And then they decide, they, they all meet up again and decide to go looking for, for uh, four-leaf clover. And they have this moment where Rachel is getting frustrated. Ozzy's like, you got to believe, you got to believe in leprechauns. And then I don't know why, <laughs> this is completely pointless. Rachel's like, God damn it, Ozzy, you can't keep going on about leprechauns and this imaginary stuff. And it's like, okay, I think we're way past that point now <laughs> where, like, where we're questioning whether the leprechaun exists. Like, he's teleporting around. He's killing people with vehicles that are crazy. Like, you know, pogo sticks, snapping heads of cops and stuff. Like, I think that we can all agree that the leprechaun is after you and wants his gold. I think at this point, I would be completely content with looking in the only clover patch that's around, right beside our house, to see if we can find a, you know, a method here to defeat this thing. And... So she's frustrated, and he's like, you just got to believe. And she's like, fine, I believe, like reluctantly. I believe, I believe. And then, oh, there just happens to appear a, a, a clover just happens to appear in her hand. <laughs> yeah, like this leprechaun chased you around in a wheelchair probably about 10 minutes ago. And you're still like, nah, I don't really know if that's a leprechaun there. Leprechauns aren't <laughs> real. It's like, she just keeps on having these, like, she's just like second guessing herself. Everything that she saw, she's just like second guessing it. Like, she would like... Like, I know that that leprechaun drove a go-kart into our truck and flipped it four times with us inside of it, but I'm still a little bit skeptical as to whether this leprechaun exists. That is so Rachel. <laughs> and uh, it's funny because uh, Alex goes, you know, well, I mean, this thing hangs out in the barn a lot for some reason. He just has a little workshop in there. So what if I set up this little bear trap in the uh, the barn and maybe we'll catch him? So he runs over and for whatever reason, the leprechaun is just waiting for him in the barn. So he starts attacking him and the the guys hear all this commotion and Ozzy runs in and he's like, Hey, leprechaun, you, you little, you little bitch, get over here. Like I ate your gold coin. And he, and so the uh, leprechaun, I think he calls him tubby or something like that. And he, he starts chasing him down now <laughs> and he just starts hacking and slashing at this guy now. And he's cutting him up pretty fierce here. And it looks like Alex found a, a little uh, four leaf clover and he pulls it out. And he wads up his gum and he sticks a four-leaf clover on it. And, you know, again, this is 93. So Dennis the Menace is pretty hot at this point. Bart Simpson's pretty big. So, of course, this kid has a slingshot. And uh, he lines up the slingshot and he calls out for Leprechaun. He says, hey, Lep. And uh, we're just going to play you what he says to Leprechaun here. Fuck you, Lucky Charms. <laughs> I'm sure Lucky Charms were absolutely thrilled with that one when this movie came out. They are not making any bones about it, what this movie is, you know? That's just, that's that's one thing about this. They're not really hiding the ball on that one. Maybe they, they, maybe they were hoping that it would be like, like the way Reese's Pieces had a boom after <laughs> E.T. Maybe, maybe they were like hoping the same thing would happen here with like Leprechaun. Like Lucky Charms would be like right back in the style again, like give them a promotional boost. I guess so, but they don't, I mean, unless they have stock in, in Lucky Charms or General Mills cereal. I don't think is. they, I'm sure that, I'm sure they don't. I'm sure, I'd be willing to guess that if anybody at Lucky Charms was aware of this movie, they were probably like, I want nothing to do with this. <laughs> and that's probably, and they probably told them that. And then they were like, okay, well, you know what? The last line of this movie is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just like, you don't want to, you don't want to partner up with us as a brand ambassador. Well, all right, we'll figure that out for you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Eat my shorts. With that shot, it looks like the leprechaun starts to melt down and whatever. And poor man's Kevin Bacon comes out and he just lights him up with a shotgun. This thing falls into the well. They just dump in a whole bunch of gasoline, light this thing on fire. It blows up. And then it just kind of pans out and it's daytime now. And 
the cops all of a sudden now show up? They, they've finally shown up. They've had two officers dead and calls from this piece of property that there is an emergency. And one, I mean, granted, one of the calls was that the leprechauns are attacking. But yeah, they finally decided to show up. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense because it seemed like the leprechaun also pretended to be the cop too. And he was like, yeah, I'm on it. Don't worry. So they don't really explain why they show up or like that doesn't make any sense. So we see this fire is still burning in the, like hours and hours later. This well of all things is still on fire. <laughs> I don't, that makes no sense because it's a well. But anyways, the well is still on fire and it's burning. And we we're just seeing a close up of the fire. And then we hear the leprechaun's voice echoing. And he says, I'll never rest until I get me gold and roll credits. This is what I always thought is the weird part about the horror movies, where the aftermath of the police always show up at the end of the movie. And if you were a real person and this really happened to you, how crazy would you sound and look if at this point all they found is a cop who's been massacred? Okay, you standing in front of a well that's been exploded and that's like curly on fire with a shotgun. And you're like, yeah, it was a leprechaun. All these all these shoes laying around the yard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, cops, man. This leprechaun. Did you see these shoes? He was chasing around, chasing us around, shining these shoes. Yeah, and they're like, "There's an old guy in, a, in an old folks' home who's dead, hanging from an, an elevator." And you've also killed a police officer. It looks like we're totally gonna believe that this was a leprechaun that did this. Totally. You know, I have a real simple solution for all of this. Okay, so at the very beginning, when Tubby there ate the gold, <laughs> ate the piece of ate the piece of gold, Axlax. Just give him a big bottle of X-Lax, you know, drive away out of town, eat the, drink the X-Lax and lock yourself in a very safe bathroom. And once that coin passes, here you go, leprechaun. <laughs> Maybe invest in like three bucks on like, uh, like a pasta strainer or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so you can sift through it a bit, I guess. I don't, yeah, that's a gross visual. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, yeah, they didn't seem too concerned with getting that out of his stomach. At all, right? And that only seemed to come up at the end of the movie that they were like, oh, he's like, oh, it's in my stomach. Oh, let me come at you now. They didn't seem overly concerned with any form of injuries or things happening to their health. I mean, they obviously wanted to stay alive, but they seemed completely disinterested in treating their wounds and looking after one another. Yeah, you also found out this is like a $500 gold coin, right? I would have a vested interest in getting that coin out. That's at least least a thousand bucks between the one there and at the pawnbroker. So it's good money. You know, Going back to like how the cops actually would have reacted and how crazy they would have sound, I'm pretty sure that all four of these people would have been arrested and put into a mental institution for the rest of their lives. Yeah, they'd be like, so you 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 stabbed someone to death with a pogo stick and you're claiming this is a leprechaun that did that. And it's like, it, it reminds me, you remember that Simpsons episode where Bart becomes friends with Ralph? And, and then Ralph's like, that's my sandbox. You know, I'm not allowed to go in the deep end. He's like this leprechaun, he told me to burn things. And at the end of the movie, you just kind of see the leprechaun and, and he's just like, you're done good lad. Now you got to burn the house down. It kind of reminds me of like one of those (laughs) moments where it's like this weird imaginary friend that no one would ever believe. They'd be like, yeah, the leprechaun that that's, that's what happened. Right. Okay. Sure. But yeah, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. You know, I know. So it's Halloween to me. I think this is a really it's a really goofy, funny movie that doesn't take itself too seriously. It's it's kind of gory. I unfortunately think this is probably one of the better entries into the whole Leprechaun world. This one and the the sci-fi remake seem to be the, the two strongest out of all of them. 
They, they are. And honestly, too, like, I, it's been a while since I've gone back and watched. I believe the second movie, like the sequel to this one, isn't in too bad a form either. I mean, you know, it's lep- it's Leprechaun. So <laughs> you're not you're, you're not going to watch anything like on the level of like Forrest Gump or anything with the Leprechaun movie. But they're actually not too bad. This movie, I, I honestly, I think this movie's awesome. I don't think this is hardly even a bad movie. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's it's foolish, but it, it it is what it is. I mean, it completely. I don't think it's trying to make you believe that it's anything other than a silly leprechaun movie that's meant to be a little bit scary, right? I think this is a good movie for like you know for parents that want to watch horror movies with their kids. I think this is actually a reasonably decent movie. Like you could probably show. I mean, depending on you know your parenting and whatnot. You could you could watch this with a ten year old. I don't know, but ten seems a little young because there's like kind of some gory scenes in here, right? Where people are getting stabbed pretty hard. But okay, yeah, it it, it is a little bit gory, but it's still. I mean, it's it's foolish. It's a leper. It's a it's a leprechaun. Right? Yeah, I, yeah, that part's that part's foolish too. And I I know like it did kind of scare some kids. Like at least you know when I mentioned that I was, that we were going to do this to some people, I got a few people saying that they it scared them as a as a kid. So I I could kind of see that. A lot of those jokes can't just be for adults. Like when he's like diddly diddly dee, I'm a leprechaun. He and like <laughs> you know that. That, that's meant for kids, right? Well, I, no, I think it's just that's that's where it's all tongue in cheek and it's kind of funny and silly because it's it's a, it's at the end of the day, this is a maniacal leprechaun that's running around killing people. Right. So and I guess the they're, they are leaning into those stereotypes of what the leprechaun is supposed to be. He's, you know, the that kind of. Yeah. You know, they're after me, Lucky Charms kind of thing. Like he's he's that guy and it's blown up to such a weird uh, point. And I, and I guess, yeah, they definitely don't try to take themselves too seriously with this they really do lean into the jokes and the stereotype and the funny part of that so you know i I could definitely see that i think this is this is to me is is a a movie that you put on if there's like a bunch of you on halloween that you just want to have some drinks and have a party and a conversation and then every so often you look at the screen and laugh at something because it's ridiculous going on this is like the perfect movie for you right there yeah like like there's not many this movie actually doesn't have any boring parts yeah, there's usually something going on in this, and they they actually kind of jump into the story pretty quickly, even though it seems like they're always finding reasons to just keep them at this house. Um, it, it there is there's quite a bit going on in here, and I think it's it's really goofy, it's really silly, very ridiculous, but it, it's it's a funny movie too at the same time. Yeah, I I, I think it's a, I thought it was a super fun movie. This is definitely one of the easier episodes we've done as far as like viewing a movie and preparing for it. This was a fun watch. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And this, this is a good start to my Halloween fest of movies, you know? Yeah. I mean, we're going to we're going to have another gem coming up in a bit here as far as Halloween stuff. But I mean, that is the beauty of bad horror movies is just how goofy they can go. Yeah, they went pretty far. I think that they stretched this as far as it, they could go. And with while it's still being like entertaining. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right. I think it's actually a pretty decent mix of being goofy but also kind of trying to give some sort of horror aspect to this as well, too. Yeah, like, I mean, if you tried to make it serious, like there was one horrible remake that came out. I think WWE Films put out one uh, about, about five years ago or so, and they completely went serious with it. Like there wasn't anything funny and the movie suffered for that. Like, it, you know, don't don't expect me to like take watch a movie about killer leprechauns and actually supposed to take it seriously. Like, yeah, I guess so. I kind of like it when movies do sort of darker ideas like that. And they make it more serious. But I, I know what you're saying. There was something about that that I thought was kind of boring. They made that leprechaun more of just like, it's kind of like a chupacabra a or something. Yeah. Like a, yeah. It was almost like, like, um, 
the like the equivalent of like the hills have eyes. Like there's just a bunch of mutant leprechauns hiding in the woods. No, but this 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 movie, this leprechaun's character is awesome. Warwick Davis is super fun to listen to and watch as a leprechaun. Yeah, I think so. And I, I I'll give a little quick nod here and a tip of the cap towards the again the the, the sci-fi sort of sequel to this, a soft sequel, I would say that is it. And it's like if if you actually enjoy the leprechaun movies enough to like even just watch the first one. The set, the 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 one that just came out uh, like two three years ago is actually is actually a really good little sequel to this. And there's a lot of little Easter eggs and nods to this movie. It, and it's a direct sequel to the first one, so it kind of ignores like those seven or eight other sequels that came out in between. This one, this newer one that came out, is directly after the the first one. Yeah, because they took it to some weird places. You know, they like they had him going to space and Vegas and hanging out in the hood for a couple movies. Oh, yeah, Las Vegas. Yeah, he was in the hood for two movies. Yeah, he was hanging out with Ice-T at one point. Ice-T was in a Leprechaun movie. Like, <laughs> that's where this went. I can't believe that. Uh, but I'm really glad that we got to at least talk about this one and just bring this into the good times of bad movies world here. So um, I think that's a good place to leave this one for now. What do you think, Tim? I think so. I, I think we've found all the gold we can here. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so we're, uh, we're going to head out on this one. We're going to head over the rainbow and, uh, maybe we'll just leave you with another piece of leprechaun history. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah! yeah!